This is Bellator Colloquium, a podcast of the Bellator Society. Bellator in Latin means warrior, and a colloquium is a conversation. We at the Bellator Society are online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful, and this podcast is our conversation about all those things and so much more. Meet us here weekly at Bellator Colloquium and at bellatorsociety.com for content that will hopefully lift you, inspire you, comfort you, and make you feel a part of our Bellator Society. Good morning, friends and warriors, and welcome to the podcast. This is Tracy Eddy in Phoenix slash Scottsdale, Arizona, and I've got Fran Yeager in Nashville, Tennessee. Morning hey there, Tracy. Good morning. And How I are say, you? I say morning because it's, it's morning. <laughs> it's very, we're, we're recording earlier than normal because we have a guest today, and she's in Little Rock, Arkansas on Central Time also, and she has another job. <laughs> So she's squeezing us in before she goes to work. Yes. Sister. Good morning. How are y'all? We're well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. We are going to do a podcast today on just kind of Christmas traditions and traditions of our family and traditions of our church. And um, as Southerners, we love traditions. First of all, we drink out of the same cups that our grandmother drank out of because that's how Mm -hmm. she did it. Mm -hmm. We make the same casseroles our grandmother made because that's what we ate growing up. Um, So we thought the perfect guest would be to have a family member on. And Carrie was was the lucky lady today. (laughs) Well, I do want to say this. We did try to get my sister on, too, so that we could have, like, a sister summit. But sadly, in true Christmas tradition, her family has the flu. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. I'm not laughing because of the flu. I'm just laughing that this is, like, our family tradition, that there is someone that gets sick on Christmas or around Christmas. And it's just it's just what we do. It's one of those traditions that we embrace. I want to, I'm going to out you real quick. You had a child get sick <gasps> at Christmas mass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's too soon. <laughs> Legitimately got sick. <laughs> so it's been about, so this will be the third Christmas following the, the Christmas of vomit. And um, <laughs> it wasn't just that he got sick. It was that he actually like profusely projectile vomited, I think during the Gloria, actually. And my <laughs> husband, <laughs> my husband he had to work Christmas Day. And so he met us at, at Christmas Eve mass. It was Christmas Eve. He met us at Christmas Eve mass. He was in full scrubs. He comes and sits next to us and he picks up the baby who is like two and um, hugs him. And he was in the, in the baby said, I, I feel sick. And I was like, I think he's just hot. Cause I mean, it was packed. It was a packed hot. house. I mean, yeah, it's Christmas, sure. right? Yep. So, I mean, I was like, I think he's just hot. He was wearing a darling green velveteen um, shorts and heavy kind of chunky wool sweater. I mean, he looked like, he looked like Buddy the Elf, number one. (laughs) (laughs) The cutest buddy you've ever seen. (laughs) So cute. But I could tell that he was a little warmish. So I was like, I think he's just hot. And then just as I say, I think he's just (laughs) everywhere. It's all over the floor, like splattering, horrible. And so Matt grabs him and like, puts you know puts his hand under his ch- and like runs down the aisle to the back of the church to get outside 
he vomited like two or three more times on the way out. So he's like, <laughs> he's like left a trail of puke towards the back of the, the sanctuary. And so I, of course, follow, run and get paper towels, get on my hands and knees and start like wiping and cleaning stuff up. And so after I've kind of wiped up all of the aisle and everything oh. that I can see. Oh, also, it's a candlelight mass. So the seeing of it is hard. <laughs> I did have several people who were super helpful who would point to me to the spots, be like, there's one over here. Come over here. Put, get Clean up this. So I finally got to the back of the church and um, walked into the bathroom because Matt now has to, has Sam like stripped down to his underwear. And he's trying to like clean him up to get him to get in the car to go home, obviously, because he's done. And um, <laughs> there's this woman with a newborn baby strapped to her trying to help Matt because I'm sure she thinks oh. he's like a single dad or something like he can't do this by himself. I mean, darling woman. But I walk in and I'm like, oh, no, you have to leave. You have to get out of this bathroom. <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, I'm just trying to help. I'm like, no, you have a baby. You cannot stay in here. Please. Thank you. You, you need to walk out. And so she kind of leaves. And then I grab a handful of paper towels because I still have a couple more spots I need to take care of. And as I go back into the church to clean up the other puddles, this man leans over and has a hand, like a stack of kind of wetted towels that he's handing me. And I reach up to grab one and his hand is bleeding. Like it's profusely bleeding. It's almost like the stigmata. And I I mean, I don't want to overstate this, but I'm like, is this you, Jesus? Is Jesus helping me? I haven't heard that little twist. Yeah, I don't remember that. It was really odd. I mean, there were so many weird things about that night. (laughs) But um, but it was odd. But I took the paper towels from, and he kind of like followed me down the aisle as I'm trying to like do the last bits of cleanup. Um, of it was it was horrific. And then everybody got it. And then the whole Christmas was terrible. We nobody ate. No sausage balls. No sausage balls, no food. In fact, we didn't eat for like three or four days because, I mean, it went through the whole family. And so finally, when when people were ready to eat again, I was like, all right, we need to pick a restaurant that we've never been to before that we don't care if we ever go back to. Because we don't know if this thing (laughs) might get ugly. I know. We did that. Merry Christmas to us. We We collectively ruined Christmas that Christmas. Because that's also a family tradition. Someone always has to ruin Christmas. I think that is a tradition in probably most families. Carrie, um, what, what do no, you think? I, I am not saying anything on that leading, one. Leading <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, we, um, this is my second uh, Christmas as a, uh, my new last name is Moody. And every year it is, we survived Christmas. So. That's that's yeah. a uh, that's a that's big thing. The tradition. Okay. <laughs> that is a tradition. We survive. We survive. But so we're those excited. are those are the less flattering um, aspects of Christmas for all of us. I think you know surviving Christmas and puking through Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Those are those are not the happy memories, but there are so many happy memories of Christmas. There are so many things that we do as families and as a church, just as Tracy said, that keep us um, oriented towards the true meaning of Christmas. Oh, I want to say this too. I was listening to, I guess it was a radio program on NPR, so some radio station that had like a talk, a, a person talking. And um, they were referencing how they like to keep their Christmas very simple and really remember the true meaning of Christmas. And then they started to expound on the true meaning of Christmas, which was peace and joy. 
Hey, guys, do you think that's the true meaning of Christmas? Peace and joy? No, that, those are nice picture. feelings. Yeah. Those are nice feelings of Christmas that hopefully you can muster up, but that's obviously not the true meaning of Christmas. I mean, <laughs> haven't they ever seen the magnets that say keep Christ in Christmas? <laughs> I don't I don't think so. <laughs> we saw one the other day. My dad actually has magnets that he slaps on What's his on car. It's on his car. Yeah. yeah, at Christmas. And um, I saw one yesterday and it kind of made me feel nostalgic. Like, oh, dad, dad where are you? <laughs> Because <laughs> somebody had one on there. Um, you know, we did early on, Carrie actually wrote a uh, blog, Smells Like Christmas, that we've talked about um, numerous times on this podcast. But one of them, one of the things that she talked about was the winter candle at uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. And yeah, that one. Because, no, yeah, Bath & Body Works, sorry. Yes. Because it smells like Christmas Eve. And so we have these senses that bring us back to our Christmas tradition. And in the Catholic Church, usually there's a lot of incense at Mass on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So If you're lucky. If you're lucky, you are like doused in it. Usually, even I remember in Little Rock, they would have signs like, <laughs> we use back. incense. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. in the front it of the church, especially, you, if you have allergies or if you're sensitive, you're going to maybe get... <laughs> You're going to have an asthma attack, basically. <laughs> um, but it is the best asthma attack ever. Um, it smells wonderful, but it brings our kind of our, our senses to the high, beautiful mass of, of you know, Christmas Eve. Um, and so what, what else do y'all, can y'all think of that, that reminds you, that makes you feel like you're celebrating Christmas? Like it's okay, not well, Christmas without this. Right. Okay. So let's do first things first. Let me ask a really specific question. Who does advent calendars? Did y'all do advent calendars growing oh, up? Yes. Or yes. Okay. That's a big oh, deal yes. for, okay. All right. Yes. We did. Did y'all, did your family do it? For we did it intermittently. We would have advent, cal but we had so many children that it was like sure. opening the little door to get the tiny little chocolate was like a, <laughs> it was kind of a fight. So I'm sure my parents were like, I don't know if it's worth it. Let's just count. That was <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, with, cause again, same thing, Carrie and I did advent calendars, but I don't ever think we did actually every once in a while we'd have the chocolate mm -hmm. deals. But for my girls, we do on the first day of advent, they all get a chocolate calendar mm -hmm. and kind of have their own okay, calendar. They each get their own. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the rest of the Advent season, we alternate. So instead of buying everyone 24 little gifts, yeah. or, you know, um, they, it's like, I have to get three, mm -hmm. you know, three pajama pants and it's, you know, the first, second, third or third, fourth, fifth. And then the next, so it, it, it's easier. I feel like with more kids, if you spread it out, so like they don't get that's something, a good every idea. Day, but they rotate. Yeah. That's a really well, good idea. And that's how Tracy and I were when we were growing up, mom had an advent calendar and in everything in our lives, I was always the odd number. Tracy was always the even because of our birth <laughs> dates and how they fell. I, oh. I was born on the 10th. because of our personality. born on the 10th. Our person. <laughs> I'm the not odd one. <laughs> <laughs> there may be some truth in that too. But that's how mom always did it. So we would alternate. And um, this coffee cup right here is a... Uh, a gift from one of those Advent years. Okay, I want to. I was going to say yeah. now nobody else can see this, but um, I don't know if this was planned or not. But the Yukas sisters Tradition. are Tradition. drinking out of the same <laughs> mug. <laughs> 
Well, not the same mug because they're in separate cities. But like they're, they're both yeah. holding the same mug, drinking from it. Absolutely. So we, Vicki Carroll, have, have you ever heard of Vicki Carroll? She was real big back in the day and she may still be big. I just don't know this, but she, she started with, um, dishes and yeah. then went to clothing and whatever, but it's all hand painted stuff. And it's so like Mackenzie child or yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly similar. Um, and so we have Christmas dishes and we both have like a, um, a pot, you know, that we stick a poinsettia in every year. Um, but anyway, so these are our Christmas mugs that, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, I know I pull mine out. Same here. Same here. And we, it's what we, it's, it's not it's, Christmas without them. Coffee is not <laughs> Christmassy without this mug. <laughs> Okay, so what are the things that you, okay, this is a great segue because my next question is, what are the things that you have to have to make you feel Christmassy? Like, what are the family things? Like, either it's food or it's, like, this has to be, like, this cup. I mean, what are the things yeah. that make you feel like it? you have to have it to feel Christmassy? I think the picture ornaments have to be on the tree. Yeah, that's a good one. That's we a good always one. have. Um, Mom was really good. Um on every year, Tracy and I each would would graduate to another another Christmas ornament on the tree. So each year, she would add to it. So now, Tracy and I have a whole lot of ornaments of ourselves. Yes, <laughs> it's so true. I like I try and double up on my kids' faces because it's like there's so much of me. Yes, there's a lot of me, and they're all you know from our childhood through the ugly years through you know all the years. Oh. <laughs> there were some awkward years there for me for sure, but um. I think I haven't had as much time as Tracy has had to double up on the other kids' pictures. Yeah. So eventually I'm going to have a lot of Evan on yes. the tree so it's not so much Carrie. Yeah, that's one of their Advent gifts every year. So it's like there's some standard gifts they know they're going to get. Like they know they're going to get a manicure and pedicure because that's just we're a house of girls. They know they're going to get a picture ornament. They know they're going to get an Advent calendar. Um and for the most part, they know we're going to go as a family to the Nutcracker. That's kind of our our things that we do. Um, but I recently read somewhere, and I forget, it was a blog. It was kind of a Southern blog that I love. And um, it said something like, my Christmas tree tells a story. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how I know mine and Carrie's are. I don't know about you, Frame, but and I'm interested to know. But I, as I put ornaments on my tree. I, I can almost remember who gave them to me. So I'm... Or who gave them to our family because mm -hmm. our mom passed away and we kind of split the ornaments because um, dad didn't really have any care to have all these ornaments or a big Christmas tree. He was like done putting up huge Christmas tree <laughs> with like 17 zillion lights, you know, um, because that was a big production in our house too. But anyway, so we split the ornaments and I have a bunch from our wedding because I had a Christmas wedding shower and I sort I can pretty much remember like what sweet little old lady in Eldorado gave me this, you know, sequin pine cone or who gave me this or who gave me that. But then there's also all of our photo ornaments. Mm -hmm. Now I have all of my children's photo ornaments, you know, the dog, there's, there's one ornament we have that's a, um, a chainsaw and the story, but the legend behind the chainsaw is when the first time John came to my family's home, my dad was cutting down a tree on our property and John's like, Oh, I'll go help your dad. And dad was, and dad wouldn't let him use a chainsaw. Cause he said, uh, no, son, that's too much liability. I, I don't want you to get hurt. You, but you can go pick up the sticks as they fall. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
picking up, you know, the, the fallen debris. So my mom got him a chainsaw ornament that year for Christmas. So like everything kind of has a story and I, that's why I love, I love a beautiful Christmas tree with like silver and gold balls or whatever, but it just wouldn't be Christmas to me without the colored homemade mismatch. mismatch. Like that is what to me um, tells the story of just our life at the holidays. Yeah, we yeah. we both even have. I know Tracy, you have some of them. Um, Mom had ornaments made out of our smocked dresses. <gasps> yes, genius. Yes, like our oh. collars are she now would... ornaments. Mm-hmm. When so, our moms smocked most of our dresses because mm-hmm. that's what you did that's in what the eighties. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I wait in the eighties, not in two thousand ten. No. <laughs> It's not quite as, um, now you can buy them so yes, that's not true. cheap, but affordable. But yeah. back then it was such an art and it was all hand done and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, so mom would, she had a little group of ladies and they, they smocked clothes together. And, but as we would grow out of our, our dresses, she would cut the yeah. chest part out, wrap it around a styrofoam ball. And like, and I have probably half of them and Carrie has yep. half of them. Yep. Oh, very cool. That is the most we darling. dress. <laughs> Yeah, she both y'all both wore the dress. Yes. Oh, yeah. After I grew out of it, Tracy would get it, and then we'd make an ornament out of it. Absolutely. Um. So, Fran, do you do you do the pretty Christmas tree, or do you do you do pretty? Yeah. You do lights do. pretty. Okay. Well, I, but we graduated to this moment, and we had okay. So, growing up, we had always um a tree that had beautiful ornaments that my mom and my my aunts and my grandmother made. And most of them were like cross-stitched or um, just, you know, just very well-crafted. And so they were always beautiful, but also not breakable. And so when oh. I, had, so when I had um, my first child, I had a pretty Christmas tree for, I guess, one or two Christmases before we had a baby. And then um, I made all of these Christmas ornaments so that they wouldn't break. And I made like little pillows. They were all like little tiny pillows and Christmas shapes. And I spent so much time making these. And so we had those for years and years and years when the, when the big boys were little, um, that was our Christmas tree. And it, and and then of course we added in whatever Christmas (laughs) ornaments they made for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know it was sweet. And it was, and so it was a very homey Christmas tree and I, and I did love it. But then when they got older and I wasn't worried about them breaking ornaments, I was like, I really want a pretty Christmas tree. (laughs) So then, then we kind of transitioned and I still have, you know, all of the ornaments. In fact, I divided them among the boys and they would put up like miniature Christmas trees in their rooms and use all of the old ornaments for their rooms. And then I have now a very pretty Christmas tree, which I was very protective of for a long time. I thought I was the only one who could decorate a Christmas tree well. Until I either got sick or I was out of town. I can't really remember a couple of years ago. And my husband decided to surprise me and put up the Christmas tree uh, before I got home or maybe when, when I woke up. I can't remember. <laughs> and he did a fantastic job. I mean, artistic. Of he course is. he did a fantastic job. He is, but I didn't trust him. Like I would never <laughs> have tasked him. I would never have asked him to do this job for me. But when he did it, I was like, wow, how did I not know that you could loof this way? You're the best loofer I've ever known. <laughs> there's no holes. There's no. no. So, Mike, I, I'm the same way. I 
I get a little nervous when my kids get in on it and I want them to help. But then I go behind them and I kind of, okay, we're going to, there's 18 right on one branch and there's a little green spot of open space here. So we're going to move and, you know, share the real estate. Um, and we have a Christmas tree upstairs in the kids playroom and I let the girls put it up this year because I'm, I'm that mom that's learning how to let go. So I'm like, yeah, y'all go put up your Christmas tree. That's good. And they came down within like 15 minutes. They're like, it's up and it looks good. And I'm like, that should have taken you like an hour or two. And I said, did you use all the ornaments? No, but it looks good. It's real. And I'm like, no, use more all the ornaments. More. When more. it looks full, you need to double down. That's, <laughs> that's the UK's way. That's how I was raised. And they're like, mom, just, it looks good. Don't mess with it. And I, of course I went up like the next day and went, got all the ornaments back out. And so a day or so later, I, one of them said, is there anything I can do to help? And I'm like, yes, all the ornaments that are in that box in front of the Playroom Christmas tree, I want on the tree. And they're like, oh. I want your commitment. I want, I want full. I want gaudy. Yep. <laughs> and we are doing this for Jesus. That's right. It's all about <laughs> keeping Christ in Christmas. Now you go put those, <laughs> you go fill up that tree with Santa heads. <laughs> now I do want to say this. I don't want to get super weedy or nerdy because we have so many other fun things to talk about, but I do want to give like a little bit of a disclaimer or at least a primer on what we mean when we talk about tradition, because it's important because these are one of the things that kind of separate the Christian brethren, right? Like a lot of people say, in fact, I was at a Christmas party and I met someone who grew up Quaker, which is unusual. I haven't met, I don't know if I've ever met a Quaker before actually, um, and so we were just kind of talking about our churches and, you know, growing up. And she said, yes, well, we really don't do any traditions or sacraments. And I'm like, no traditions? Like, that's, wow. That's How? Every How? day is a new day. There's <laughs> nothing, nothing you repeat. <laughs> but but I think that people either don't realize what they do is a tradition yep. or, the, or tradition has such a negative connotation just in their faith tradition faith tradition that, that, you know, it's, it's, it's kept at an arm's length, but I love that Tracy, you said that you read something where by at Christmas time, we're all Catholic, right? There's, there's so <laughs> many Catholic traditions that we all do at Christmas time. One moment, let me pull it up. Yes, here it is. Okay. So one, the first uh, ways that all Christian brothers and sisters sort of join arms we all set up images of Jesus, Mary, and other saints in their churches and homes. So have you ever been to a Christian church without a manger scene during Christmas? No, but again, this, this challenges the idea that, that I, that, you know, icons or statuary or images are graven images, right? Like right. that, that's the thing. Like we don't have statues in our church because these are graven images and we're scared that people might worship them or, you know, ill use them to, to ill effect or whatever. And yet Christians across the world, across all faith traditions basically have the tradition of the nativity scene. And, and why do they do it? It yeah, literally exactly. is the only time you see the Blessed Mother in other churches. Yeah. And, and, they, and they do this <laughs> because they they want to remember the scene. They want to. And, and Catholics say, that's why we do it, too. We just yeah. do it all year round. Yeah. We don't do it to worship these images or to worship these statues. We do it to remember or to be reminded of our heritage and the yeah. stories of the Bible and the stories of the gospels. And, yeah. um, 
So this is just one story of the gospel. Obviously, it's a very big story. It's, yeah, the incarnation's kind of a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> but there are so many other really important messages throughout Scripture that um, that sort of lead us home and that are part of the gospel message. And so we do have pictures of, you know, St. Joseph or, or, you know, just whatever. Or a Dif- crucifix. A crucifix, that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of faith traditions think, well, why would you have Jesus bloody hanging on a cross? He's risen. And in this article that I read said, well, why would you have baby Jesus in a manger? He's already risen. Like he's, he's, yeah. you know, he's died. Not seven pound baby Jesus anymore. He's not a seven pound swaddling <laughs> baby Jesus on, on a cat in a cow trough anymore. Yeah. Um, so that was one. Another tradition that a lot of, you know, faiths join in happily um, is they sing songs about Mary and the saints. So the the very popular Mary Did You Know song that we hear a lot this time of year um, seems to be antithetical to Mary distracting from Jesus or right, distracting yeah. God, you know, but it's such a beautiful song. Yeah. And many Christian traditions sing this song. Um, so that was a good one. Okay, Any can I stop there that, just y'all? for a second yep. and do a little disclaimer? I that figured you'd I, have a thought. <laughs> I don't actually love the song, Mary, Did You Know? I but am. do not, okay. Well, I mean, it is, there, there's a beautiful melody and, you know, there's definitely, there, there's a there's a aesthetic there that I get. I do get it if that's your if that's your jam. Um, but there is a, <laughs> something that a priest posted on Twitter and I'll see if I can find it. But I sent it to all my kids and it's all the answers to all the questions. Every time in the song, they said, Mary, did you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah. yes, yeah. no, no, yeah. that's heresy. No, yes. <laughs> I think I, I maybe saw the same thing, but it wasn't on Twitter because I just got on Twitter this year. You don't do the Twitter. I, I just started tweeting this year um, with with the advent of, or with the birth of Bellator. But that's right. I, I read it at some point, maybe it was even when we were in Little Rock, but we were talking about that song and how kind of it doesn't even make sense. Like <laughs> theologically, you know, it's yeah. sort of a head scratcher, but our friends and other Christian traditions love it and they yeah. sing it and it's on the radio and it's, you know, here and there. Okay. The next one is they sing in Latin, the Gloria and Excelsis Deo is, you know, yeah. you, you hear that in all the churches cause it's beautiful. And when choirs sing it, it's like heaven oh. just kind of drops down. And so the Catholic church, we've always been told like, nobody speaks that language. It's a dead language, yada, yada, yada. But at Christmas time, mm-hmm. we got no problem singing Latin, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. And then the last but not least, which is kind of my favorite, Christmas itself is an unbiblical tradition started by man in the Catholic Church. Right. So, so the feast of Christmas itself mm-hmm. is not even in the Bible. Yeah. We, the, the church, to remember Christ's birth, started this feast where we all celebrate, and it's become a global mm-hmm. Christian, non-Christian, you name it. Mm-hmm. It's a Catholic tradition. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And so and so, I mean, again, just kind of going back to this idea of tradition, we as Catholics do have an understanding of kind of we call it big T and little T tradition. You know, big T tradition are is is the basically the deposit of faith received from Jesus and his apostles um, articulated in ways um, through the church, through the magisterium other than sacred scripture. So we have sacred scripture and sacred tradition. They both come from the well, the the same wellspring. I think that's the catechetical term. They come from the same 
same wellspring of truth. They are both divine revelations of truth. Um, but then we have these little T's, right? We have little things that we do in our faith and in our in the Catholic Church that aren't the 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 traditions of men for sure, but they're also not like the tradition of you know uh, of the the deposit of faith tradition as well. They're kind of somewhere in the middle. They're the little T traditions, like um, you know I don't know liturgical practices, you know um, uh, obediences uh, to the faith, all of those things. Um, kind of exist in this in this middle ground where they're not the big T tradition, but they're also not the traditions of men that are, you know, uh, ill-reputed and, and to be avoided that, that, that draw away from the faith. But we can still embrace tradition. You know, that, right. that is a that is that is a Christian um, a, a Christian theme. You know, we even hear from St. Paul, I think it's in Thessalonians, where he says, you know, hold fast to the traditions that I have handed on to you. And so there's something very human about embracing these traditions because they they form us, right? They yeah. they're, they're 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 almost liturgical in a way. They're the things that we do in our life and in our families that orient us towards something together. We all start facing in the same direction. And that right. direction at Christmas time is the incarnation. Well, and that's so beautiful, friend, because the the our families are the domestic church. We hear yeah. that a lot. It's referred to as the domestic church. And so we have traditions in our family that binds us closer, that that um, you know, makes us feel more united to each other. It's yeah. just something we do in our family. Well, the Catholic church and the Christian, you know, we're the body of Christ. We're also the, um, you know, adopted sons and daughters of, of the King. And so that's what tradition is in that sense where we do this because it's um, familial. It's, mm -hmm. it points us, it, it kind of binds us together as a family, as yeah. we, you know, celebrate the birthday <laughs> yeah. of our father. Yeah. And there's nothing like tradition that makes you feel a part of the family. And so while we were, you know, reading those those traditions of, of the Catholic Church that then kind of bleed out into the the Christian world, we're doing it with with a sense of humor because we do feel like at Christmas time we're we're all doing the same thing. This is the church. This is what Jesus wants. And and you know, Christmas is a time that just brings that out so beautifully, both in our families and in you know the the, the wider uh, family of believers. Um, but I want to be a little, um, uh, I, I want to cause some trouble here and ask a question that's really highly, <laughs> highly controversial. And I understand if this causes fights, because I'm meaning it to, white or colored lights. Oh. Oh, oh that one I is I feel tough. strongly about this. <laughs> I know, I like people do. Colored lights. So Carrie's yeah. an artistic. She likes oh, tons of color. Yeah. I like color. I like on our family mismatched Tracy's first Christmas ball to Mickey Mouse, you know, to everything in between. Um, I like color on that one because it's just fun. It's everything goes. But then in my dining room, I have my pretty tree <laughs> with my white and gold and my silver and whatever. And that's all clear. Mm -hmm. um, that makes so I, I kind of keep it separate to me. Clear is beautiful and classic and kind of formal and, yeah. and the color is just fun. And yeah. you know what, Fran, not to bag on your gorgeous tree, but we have <laughs> friends who will come over to our house at Christmas and be like, oh, my kids wish we had your Christmas tree. Oh, I know. Because yeah. the mom, you know, the mom will have the most gorgeous, you know, designer tree or whatever. But 
it's funny. Kids like to see their homemade ornaments. And so I think putting them in their room is a great, that's a great consolation. Like you it's still a get consolation to- <laughs> Here's your participant award. award. <laughs> you I mean, did a good, good job. Keep it behind that door. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. They still get to see the ornaments that kind of are special to them and everything like that. And they get to pull them out each year and kind of remember and reminisce. But um, it is funny that that it's not a ton of adults that like ooh and ah over our tree, but a lot of kids do because it's so like, it's a eye stimulant (laughs) to the (laughs) max. It's like a cookie on a tree. It is. It really (laughs) is. So Carrie, do you have clear on what's on your tree this year? You know, I think... It's you one of those know. trees that, well, I'm trying to think about what it is. Cause I think you can, you can tap the little foot, oh, the, the yeah. power, the power button and it'll change. It'll either change colors or it'll twinkle. So it is clear. It's one of the pre-lit trees. This one is, yeah. um, but I think I have so many ornaments. It really wouldn't matter. Um, it doesn't even can, look like there's lights. It doesn't look like clear. You can, it, it all reflects off of the ornaments and, and it looks super colorful. So, but I prefer multicolored yeah. for sure. Yeah. Fran, how many trees did you have growing up? Um, we only had one big tree. We didn't, oh. um, I mean, we had, we had like, um, small, like half trees yeah. or thin trees all over the house, but okay. we only had one big tree in our house. Um, so that was, that was us and white yes. lights. I, I, we, yeah. we maybe had colored lights a couple of times, but I, I come from, I come from a tradition of white lights. You come from a purist <laughs> tradition. <laughs> I You're love, very Latin that way. <laughs> I know. I love some, I love white lights. I love houses that are like all lit up in white lights. In fact, that's my dream. And I'm like very, very slowly working in that direction with my husband. I'm like, we could just add a little bit more white lights over here <laughs> if we want to. But no, white lights are definitely my, my jam. Yeah, I love that. I'm with Carrie. So our tree, when we moved into our house here, has clear lights. And um, you can do clear, you can do color, or you can do both. Ooh. And um, it has a little remote oh, control. It's pretty. It is. So, so yeah. really my tree in my family tree is both because I just want lots of light. So mm-hmm. I feel like if it's just white or just just colored with all the ornaments we have, you can't even really see it. So I do both on that one. Um, and then on our dining room, I do the clear. But the remote control, it's like, has... The, you know, I, I don't know, you could talk to, if it was a walkie talkie, you could talk to somebody from like three streets down. So <laughs> I'm in the dining room turning on the clear lights and I walk into the kitchen or the family room and it's got clear lights in there. And I'm like, no, I want, so I'll turn on color lights in there and I'll walk back to my room and there's <laughs> color lights in the, so you have to put it like under your shirt, in your armpit and like hunch down yeah. close to the tree so that that tree that you intend to turn on the lights has the correct lights. But we grew up, my mom was the, um, less was not more. Yeah. More was more. More was more. More was definitely much more. And so she, she had one in every room and now they weren't all big ones, but we did have a lot of big ones, like Mm -hmm. a big one in the dining room, a big one in the family room. But then like in the kitchen, she would have, um, country or she did French country one year, but then one year she got all the, um, kind of Radco type. Mm-hmm. Yes. Food ornaments. And it was like yeah. vegetables and stuff. But then she had like, they were desserts. And so she had two or three trees. Kind of, we had this real tall bar thing. Um, that you was didn't have cats or toddlers with Christopher Radko trees. No, no. Oh. This was when we were older. I will say that. I can't, I can't really remember when we were younger. I'm assuming it was just one or two big trees. Yeah. 
Um, but I as guess we, we should say for anyone who's not familiar, the, the, the Radco ornaments are those really thin, thin glass, beautiful ornaments, but they're super breakable. And they're like so thin. Yeah. Yeah. And every year we have a bunch because um, I've got a lot of my moms, but then we I got some when we got married and every year like mm, there's, a break. there's a there's always yeah. a um, yeah, one that just that's how it stays in business. <laughs> So true. <laughs> That's so true. Okay, okay I want to be controversial with my next one. Okay, another, okay. Well, you've actually already answered it, but I want to talk a little bit about it. Artificial or real trees? Are you devoted to the artificial for a reason, or like, have you ever had a real tree? We had or- real a few times growing up, um, but not very often. <laughs> I think I think I can count on maybe one hand how many. Do you times remember why? No, I just, okay. I mean, I remember we had the real tree in the sunroom a time or two, which was tile floor. It was probably easier to clean up as far as the mess. Mm-hmm. But most of the time we always had artificial and mom's artificial tree. The big one was the one that you put each branch in the trunk individually. It was a very, it was not easier by any means. Oh, no, uh, no. I remember why. It's because we would get it the day after Thanksgiving and we would oftentimes, our grandmother's birthday was on Christmas. So oftentimes we'd go to Little Rock on Christmas day if they weren't with us. Sometimes we'd go on a family vacation the day after something like that. And it was a fire hazard because you have to water the dang thing. forever. And so I think mom and dad had read enough stories about, you know, and it was just messy, I think, but I think it was a fire hazard. You'd want, we'd, army crawl under the tree to water it you know oh yeah yeah but then after a while it doesn't make it doesn't matter because it's dead it's dead it's dry it's brittle we couldn't we couldn't like keep the lights on yeah yeah that's fun but i'm in awe of people who do real because they smell heavenly they do do you do real okay so come back with me about, I guess about 15 years. No, longer than that. I was in high school. So oh my over 20 years. I'm so old. Um, <laughs> when I was in high school, we did get Christmas, like real Christmas trees. We, again, we were kind of intermittent. Like sometimes we would, sometimes we wouldn't. And so we had a real Christmas tree this one year. And um, I did not have like an allergic reaction. Like I had a stuffy nose or I had a little cough. No. I turned into an alien. My face got super puffy and like three times the size it should be. <laughs> and I had like a, like a moon face. It was horrific. And it was because of the tree. I had a terrible reaction to, I don't know, something about the real tree. And so we were like, never again. That was very traumatic for everyone. We should never have to look wow. upon that again. So <laughs> for the person who endured it and for the people who had to see the person. <laughs> It was one of those things where people would see me and be like, oh, okay, all right. That's just <laughs> what is wrong with her? Like, I know that it's a friend, but her face is different. So big. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, was hor- it was horrible. So we never had a real one after that. But I do love the smell of, like, fresh garland, a good, tr- you know, good tree smell. So I just, I've just gone with, well, number one, I go with the Mrs. Myers Iowa Pine soap, hand soap. smells so good and then like you know a pine candle or something which or winter or winter yeah exactly yeah right now i have winter and then i have the balsam um uh bath and body works candle which is kind of a spruce pine you know and that that does the trick so it makes you feel like 
Aromatique makes a good candle, too. Yes, and that's a good Arkansas good company. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Plug, plug it Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Okay, have I ever told, last, oh, no, go ahead. Have I ever told you the story about my friend's mom who, um, well, my friend's mom put used to put up seven real Christmas trees every year, what? and they are very, very, very strong believers in the real Christmas tree, that it's not Christmas without a real Christmas tree. Oh, I know. So there my, are people who have this, like, it's a moralistic judgment here like you know you are doing a wrong thing with an artificial christmas tree yes because of tradition (laughs) or because (laughs) of the environment i don't know but so my friend um you know, in, in wanting to tone down and live a simpler life has three real christmas trees in her house every year (laughs) um but her mom used to make homemade gingerbread cookies and she would around like her windows and going up her stairs, she would have real garland and then she would sew in um, the gingerbread cookies in the garland. So she would, it was amazing. And um, can you imagine gingerbread and prairie stuff? Doesn't it sound epic? So talk about smells. Yes. Oh, I can guess who this is, but I don't know if it is who I'm thinking. Who do you think it is? I don't know if I should say it on, on air. It It doesn't matter. Yeah. So my friend, Amanda Sutherland, who does smock clothing for, she has a smock clothing company and uh, she's about as Southern Belle as, as, as they come her, it was her mother, but she still does it. She, I don't think she does it every year. Just like when all her kids and grandkids come home, but it takes her like a month really to prep the house (laughs) to come in, but it's gorgeous. And I can even smell it through the pictures. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So we do have one tradition that was not a a mater tradition. It is definitely a Jaeger tradition, but it has to do with smells and it's cinnamon bears. My mother-in-law does this cute little craft um, with little, little children, whenever there's a little child in the family where she makes this like um, clay and it's just like pure ground cinnamon and maybe water. I, I think that's the only thing in the paste. That's a lot of cinnamon. It's so much cinnamon. Like you have to buy the big <laughs> containers from like Sam's or Costco, like huge gobs of cinnamon. But then you make these little cinnamon bears, like these little sculptures and they smell so good. They smell so good. So every year when we take out the cinnamon bears out of the box that they're stored in, it's like a, whoa, like a, like a rush of cinnamon smell. So I like that smell. Too. But does, and doesn't it, doesn't that just like scream, okay, it's Christmas. It does. Here we are. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Back to how we talked about, you know, smells like Catholic. Mm-hmm. When you're, when you go on vacation and you come home, you're like, I'm home because it smells like home. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it smells like Christmas. Even some of our decorations that just smell, maybe not like beautiful <laughs> cinnamon. It just smells like these are our Christmas decorations. Yeah. <laughs> you For know. Sure. Okay, last last controversial question, and that is, do you keep baby Jesus out of the manger for the nativity scene until Christmas, or do you let him do you let him be a part of the decor through Advent? I have him apart. Yeah, I'm lazy too. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I have him out. I do not. Jesus is in the manger. Okay. Yes, the well, that's that's probably it's probably some purgatory time. Just saying, but. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> And I have a lot of nativities. I think just in uh, one, two, three, probably four or five nativity sets. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I have I have a confession to make. My four-year-old has three nativity sets in his room. I love that. <laughs> right this minute. And they're and all mixed up. Jesus? 
Um, baby Jesus travels. I think one baby Jesus is on a train right now. One's probably <laughs> in a, on a transformer <laughs> and one's probably hiding in a sock drawer. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but we are our main nativity. We definitely hide baby Jesus because it's kind of part of our Christmas Day tradition is we have to find baby Jesus and put him in his manger and sing happy birthday and blow out his candle on his blueberry buckle because, you know, that's baby Jesus favorite cake, right? <laughs> <laughs> that that was in the Bible, too. <laughs> it was. That's, that's a big tea tradition. <laughs> big... Jesus' favorite birthday cake is blueberry buckle. Speaking of, my youngest asked if we could make Jesus a birthday cake this year, um, to which, of course, I said absolutely. But when we were growing up, our grandmother's birthday was on Christmas. And so we always had birthday cake for dinner because we always celebrated Christmas Eve. We celebrated Christmas, Christmas morning. We did a big brunch. But Christmas night, that dinner was reserved for my grandmother. And now there were always probably poinsettias, you know, like yeah, yes. on her cake. But I'm pretty sure my mom always did like pansies or something in her presence so that she really felt like she had a birthday. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, even when you're 80 something, you still want to be celebrated. Um, but after she passed away, it kind of it dawned on me that we didn't really celebrate because we'd always say, you know, happy birthday, Green and Jesus. Yeah. Um so now that my, I think we've done a birthday cake once um, in our family, but but Vika said, can we do another birthday cake this year? And I'm like, we need to start that as a tradition to to really celebrate his birthday. Absolutely. Instead of an elongation of Thanksgiving, just to like eat as much cake and sweets as we can to, yeah. to maybe make it a, a birthday celebration. All right. I'm trying to think if there's any other good traditions leading up. Well, we still have, um, this is the week before Christmas. And so we still have some time to, to create a tradition in anticipation of Christmas. And so, um, I guess my other question, thought idea is, do you have any things that, any things that you do to prepare for Christmas? Like, um, like any special deliveries to make any, um, any works of service, anything that, that you're even thinking about doing, like, like, gosh, I really want to start doing this. Carrie, that's, you're up. What do oh, you think? That's tough. As far as deliveries go, I will, this is a new tradition that I have been a part of. My father-in-law and mother-in-law always send us a poinsettia mm -hmm. uh, right at the beginning of, like right after Thanksgiving. So he always sends a really big one and it's at the fireplace. Um, so that's, that's nice when, yeah. I first got the delivery. My sister-in-law said, oh, yeah, that's something dad always does. He's done it forever. So oh, that's sweet. we know it's Christmas when, when Wallace sends the poinsettia. Our family likes to do um, angel trees. And mm -hmm. when we were in Colorado, which was always sweet, you know, you pick a child, you the kids get to go do their own shopping for them. And then they wrap, which I had to inform my kids, like, don't, they thought you take off all the tags. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, 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 because then it's kind of like gently used, which is fine. But we you wanted want it to, to be, be like, new. Yeah. yeah, we, we, you want, um, when, when I say take off the tags, I mean, just the price, <laughs> just the price. <laughs> um, but they're like opening things. I'm like, no, what are you doing? Um, but in Colorado through Catholic charities, mm -hmm. you could adopt a family, which I thought was not something we ever, I was ever aware of when we lived in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not to say that it's not done, but it just wasn't something that mm -hmm. came across my email or whatever. Um, but you can adopt a whole family, which mm -hmm. I think is really, really special. And I have not seen that here in Arizona. Um, here in Arizona, again, it's a lot of angel tree kids that mm -hmm. 
is, I love is, an angel tree. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. That's one of my favorite things. I have a I have a give and a get. So we always get a um, a delivery of some sort of food item in the mail. It's always delivered, you know, beautifully wrapped and you know packaged, and it's always like gourmet food. And it's always from one of Matt's aunts, um, but she never puts her name on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the funniest thing to me because every year I'm like. Who is this from? Oh, I know who it's from. Like it always takes me like a moment. Like I wonder if she does it purposely so that you do get that like rush of oh, I got a surprise, but I don't know who it's from. But very quickly, like after twenty years of marriage, I'm like, oh, I know who this is. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> what but is always- it? What's, this year it's candy, but it's been popcorn in the past. It's been, um, I think it's been cheese in the past. Like it's always different. Like it's never oh, the same fun. thing every year. So it's always kind of fun to find out what, what the food of the year is going to be. Mystery, yeah. The mystery treat. And we often take it with us, whatever it is, um, on um, like our, our, you know, light ride. When we go, you know, riding around looking at Christmas lights, sometimes we'll take the, um, if it's takeable, we'll take the snack with us. And that makes it kind of fun, too. But our give every year is we, and this isn't like a like a monetary give or like a thing that we do special in that way. But um, although when we used to live in a town that had all of our neighbors were elderly, all of our neighbors were elderly. Like this is one of those <laughs> neighborhoods where people lived in the same house for like 50 years. And as they started to pass away, then young families would move in. But we were kind of on the front end of that. And so all of our neighbors were very, very old. And so on Christmas Eve, we would bake, um, we would bake items and just deliver them to their house on Christmas Eve, which was super fun with little kids. I mean, it made them feel so excited to go and deliver something and, and kind of see the joy. And let me just tell you, old people are excellent at the joy factor like you know here's this here's this tiny little loaf of bread and they're like oh thank you I love it and it just oh my goodness it has always warmed my heart but we also do caroling um every year try to do caroling every year and we just went caroling this past weekend um three of my kids one had to study for exams so he was out and then my husband had to work so just three of us went caroling (laughs) Um, but we went with a group at a a, to some assisted living facility and then to some homebound house and we walked to one homebound house. There was a man in there who was in a in a hospital bed in his home, and um, the the woman who answered the door, I think it was his wife or caretaker, ushered us like twenty five of us ushered us back into his little bedroom to sing so all the children were gathered around his bed and singing oh. and I mean I got like so I was glad that I was like in the hall kind of I couldn't make it into the bedroom <laughs> but I was like choked up just thinking like what a beautiful way to maybe spend your last Christmas you know to have just the sound of these hymns just surrounding you and and the voices of children and the joy that that brings and we you know there were so many like you know little tears from the people that that we visited and that's always something so special but I also want to say along those lines, <laughs> this is so funny. One year we went with the missionaries of charity. <laughs> they are the biggest thugs in the world. They are the funniest, funniest women. They are so strong, so holy. But we were at like a. This was a just. This this was not an assisted living facility. This was a like um. 
what is it called? Like the high, like the higher level of care, like a nursing home. I don't know that that's the right word anymore, but it was not assisted living. I mean, these people were bedridden with nurses caring for them, barely awake. And on the doors of several of the rooms, they had warning signs, like, like, like a, like, I think maybe it was a triangle and it said, warning, do not enter airborne virus. Those missionaries of charity shoved everybody into the rooms to gather that's <laughs> like they were like virus be darned we we're bringing some christmas cheer in this place <laughs> you're healthy get in there you'll fight it get <laughs> and you know me like i have i have issues with She's a germ freak <laughs> so like the whole vomiting at christmas eve mass what she didn't say about that was just to take it off topic she threw away her child's car seat <laughs> No. After soaking it in bleach for like 72 hours, ended up throwing it away because it still wasn't clean enough and smelled good enough. It didn't, it's not that it didn't smell good enough. It still reeked of vomit. Like he vomited all the way home. It was oh. like in every crevice. And seriously, we filled the bathtub up with bleach and soaked the car seat and of course washed all the soft things in the washing machine several times. It didn't It didn't do the job, Tracy. I can't, I can't believe you still had that kept the car. <laughs> I don't have that car anymore. <laughs> Good point. Now that you mention it. <laughs> it's awesome. That is awesome. Oh. Well, I, I, we need a carol. We need a carol. That's a good one. We did that growing up, and that was always fun. We did well, it more in our neighborhood. We need a carol here. I was like, we should sing together. We should sing a Christmas carol. <laughs> no. <laughs> You you and Carrie can sing. I would sound like a um, a mule or something. Mules are a part of the nativity, Tracy. That's Everyone true. In the, in the, in the big T tradition. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Well, Carrie, any other traditions that you can think of? I mean, we we have our Christmas Eve tradition where we have kuchas. We were meatless yes. forever. Yes. Now, you're in a new marriage, or have you started any new traditions with your beloved? Which what y'all don't know is Carrie is married to a guy, a boy, um, who she dated like in, I mean, I say dated very loosely. They were BFGF in like what, seventh grade? Seven. I was seventh, so, he was eighth. So he even came to our family's no, no meat, cold, penitential dinner when he was just, you know. Like 13. A young one with like a plaid skinny collar and a mullet. Bit of a mullet. Yeah, a bit of a mullet. <laughs> Gary, had, Gary had big bangs and a perm. There was no perm involved on his hair, but I did have a perm. So, sure. yeah, the, the weaved polo, you know, tie, the whole bit. So um, he, he's had our coochies, so it should not be a shock if you choose to go meatless and cold this year. Correct. But here, here's, here's the dilemma. I am. I have yet to host our Christmas Eve at our home yet. Mm-hmm. So we're going to his sister and uh, brother-in-law's house in Northwest Arkansas. So we're we're we are surrounded by their traditions, which are great traditions. Um, you know, we will go to mass. Um, we're he- actually heading up there a little early for Christmas, and we'll do some do some cool things. Go to Crystal Bridges, and hopefully catch the Star Wars movie and all that good stuff. But um, they typically go out to dinner Christmas Eve and then go to mass Mm -hmm. and then cook Christmas evening 
for uh, a big, big home cooked meal. So that's very different from our tradition where Christmas Eve we cook cold. <laughs> we cook. We pull yes. out of the refrigerator pull, cold food. Yeah, everything that's already been cooked earlier in the week. But I would like to do that. I think that's definitely in the future. Um, and, of course, my husband and, and son are non-Catholic and clearly not Lithuanian either. So uh, <laughs> there's a lot There are of, no J's in their name. <laughs> there are no J, no silent J's in their name. Um, so I have a lot of traditions to um, to to make them adhere to. So I have some catching up to do. There's an acclimation process for sure. Yes. With every marriage, like you, you meld together. You, the traditions become your family traditions. Correct. Correct. So I think there's going to be some Lithuanian, especially Christmas Eve traditions that I'll have to start. Yeah. Um, but Eric, Eric distinctly remembers that, that one year back in 1980 something in which I think he, he went home to his parents' house and raided the refrigerator because he was starving. <laughs> Anybody has some sausages? I need some Christmas sausage. Sausage balls. Sausage balls. Anyone? <laughs> should we do our last little bits? We should. All we right, should. Carrie, who wants to go first? Now you do not listen to our podcast because you're a devoted Bellator and a devoted sister. Correct. Um, so you know that we do last little bits. So this is not. We're not catching you off guard. So hopefully you have come prepared, but we still won't even make you go first. No, Good, because no. I did not come prepared. And in fact, I remembered <laughs> it while we were recording. And I was, I've been racking, racking your brain. Is that, so yeah. It's kind of like going to a restaurant and w- wanting someone else to order first. Oh, to totally. see what they're going to order. So, one of you Frame. go. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Sure. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <gasps> Y'all do Did we the get same. the same thing? Same. We have or to do it again. again. Okay, we, we both had paper. Rock, Paper, scissors, shoot. <gasps> this is nuts. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna show you what because we're on Skype. I'm not gonna show yeah, you. Yeah, because maybe we're like, on trend. Trend. I don't really trust that. Okay, we're showing. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, I have a rock. You have paper. Yeah, so, so you get to pick. Do you want to go first or second? You won. I'll go first. I don't care. Okay. If, if that's winning, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> we never know what winning is here. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, since we're talking about traditions. I feel like for Christmas, the reason for the season is Jesus. It's his, it's his birth. It's his, his, you know, the word becoming flesh, but there are so many things that in our families that, that I know my parents didn't do until it was Christmas. So it was like, there were 11 months out of the year, but they didn't do anything until Advent kicked off and that kind of kicked off the holidays. And so I've, I've really, um, Many of y'all know that I've got my children later in life. And so they were 5, 10, and 12, their first Christmas they spent with us. And so there are things that I did that Christmas that I, for, for the rest of their life, I will do every Christmas because I want them to have that strong sense of family tradition. And and one of those things is I cook. Now, you all don't say I'm using air quotes because I'm not a big cook. And I, eh. But I do some things by scratch at Christmas. And that is, and it's nothing hard, but it's Chex Mix, it's Muddy Buddies, it's Sausage Balls. It's those ranch crackers that are like oily and delicious. And then a couple other things, buffalo chips. We call them buffalo chips that are those little rye party breads with like the meat and the cheese on them and oh, everything. Oh, yeah. We call them hanky pankies. Oh, really? Well, I've heard them <laughs> called the, a bad word on shingles. I was about to say. There, there's <laughs> there's another, a lot of names. There's I've, another I've word. Them party pieces, but they're all the yeah. same thing. Yes. 
sausage and Belveda. And, um, and so that's been just like one of the sweetest things. And so even this month, my kids, because I've been in class taking some classes and I've really the first week or two of December just couldn't, couldn't pull it together. And my kids were on top of me, like, when are we going to get our Christmas goodies out? When are we going to start making our Christmas goodies? So we made them last week. And before the, before we started recording, I was eating sausage balls because to me, I know you can have sausage balls in the summer, but to our family, like it is a Christmas only thing. And so if you don't already do traditions, which I'm sure you do, I just encourage you to kind of Start a fun tradition like that. Start something that you only do at Christmas that just makes it extra special for your family. Yeah. Um, because even again this this year being a couple weeks behind, it was almost like and they even said one of one or two of them said it doesn't even feel like Christmas. But now I've done my muddy buddies, I've got mm-hmm. my checks mix and all the big old Tupperware, you know, containers that I inherited from my parents. And it's like, okay, it's Christmas. Yeah. It's Christmas now. So. Oh, I love that. And I also like sausage balls. Um, yeah. So mine is going to be a pro tip. It's going to be a Christmas um, pro tip um, that I got from one of my darling, sweet neighbors, Debbie Baker, who is also a listener. And um, we were, we're, we're walkers to, in, in the tradition, in the tradition of like every neighbor <laughs> I have. I always find that neighbor who's like, you're going to be my walker talker person. And so she's my, she's my one here in Franklin. And um, she is a mama of six kids and a beautiful Catholic woman. I mean, gorgeous Catholic woman. And one, on one of our walks, she was telling me we were getting ready for a, um, maybe it was like a family get together. Maybe it was a graduation. Maybe that was it. Anyway, we were talking about what we were going to be making both of our families. And she told me that she has a journal of record of sacraments and family get togethers for her family, whereby she keeps track of all of the foods that were served, how many people were there, the quantities, all of these things. And I was like, this is life changing. So I have started, I I have started a journal of record in my phone. I have an app called Wonderlist, W-U-N-D-E-R list. And um, you can keep lists. Um, you can keep hundreds of lists if you want to, but lists for holidays, sacraments, get-togethers, parties, and just listing everything that you did, everything that you had on the menu, how many people were there, all of those things. And it just kind of keeps you not having to reinvent the wheel every time. Yeah. And then also keeping track of like, what worked? Was that enough food? Did we need more food? You know, Mm -hmm. all of those things I just think was just, I mean, pro tip USA. Thank you. Well, and because our last little bit never turns into the last little bit. (laughs) It's also good to know, like, what goes with what. Like, yes, you have these dips, but you need this sweet or, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got, but you need something a little heavier because it's going to be after, you know, after lunch, but before dinner, but people might be hungry. So you're going to want some, some meat or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah, it is good to have, have your menus. And our mom did a similar thing. Now it wasn't quite for sacraments. I don't think, I think it was just parties that she had, yes. Yes. but she had a leather book and it, um, but it had diagrams of like your table and you could, <gasps> she would write around like how she, yeah. And her imitation lists and wow. I love that. So that's a thing. I really do love it. Yes. Yes. Smart, smart women. Those, those list keepers. Okay. Carrie. You know, I'm not sure my last little bit is one last little bit. <laughs> More of a thought. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Tracy and I, we're, we're in different places. We're far away. We don't always get to see each other for Christmas. 
anymore. Yes. And so that yeah. really stinks. Mm-hmm. And so we have to figure out ways to, um, you know, stay in touch, make sure we're a part of each other's Christmases. So I have shipped off um, a little box of happies uh, yesterday. Of course, you have to think in advance. So that's something that you have to start planning early to make sure things get shipped. In fact, Tracy, it's supposed to be getting there on the 20th. But they warned me at the UPS store that during the holiday season, it may or may not. So be on the lookout. Um, but there's always something you, you know, our mom was was Christmas. And so it's really hard to, golly, mm. sorry, I'm not going to tear up on this. It's light and happy. But, I mean, that's what's so special about those traditions yeah. is making sure you remember where you came from and and who raised you and all that good stuff. So that's my last little bit. Well, and traditions also, when you move across the country, you can kind of keep your heritage and keep your, your raisin and and kind of inject that into your, into your children's, even if they, even if they don't realize they're Southern bells. Because <laughs> they're Latvian. Or that they're, they're Latvian, not Western Latvians. <laughs> oh this was so fun yeah thanks for joining us carrie thanks for joining us before work thank you you're gonna have to go race to the capitol i have a meeting in 37 minutes all right get on it i'll get on it thank you love y'all more merry christmas thank you merry christmas happy advent all the things Thanks for joining us today on Bellator Colloquium. Please look for Bellator Society on everything social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you like what we're doing here on this podcast, we would love for you to share that with us. Rate us on iTunes to help us get the word out and share, share, share. We cannot wait to chat next time right here on Bellator Colloquium, the conversation for online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful.